Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, July 6th. The year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my Go Green, Go White co-host, Matt mm. Sheehan. Yes. I've never heard that refrain in my entire life before. I was very shocked when I heard it over the weekend. Uh, Stunning. I almost fell over on the floor when I heard it. <laughs> go Green, Go White. That's but gee, golly gee willikers, those are MSU's colors. That, that, should, that should be a saying. That should be a thing. So here we are, though. Here we are, telling inside jokes that seven of our listeners probably won't even get to start off the podcast. Here and we the are. the seven that do probably won't even find it enjoyable. Probably okay. not. We're just rocking and rolling right into the new week, Will. Woo! Still got Imani Bates as, the, as a recruit. Oh! I'm still Speaking riding of- high. Not enjoyable things. The uh, Big Ten Network finished off their football teams of the decade. We have some thoughts. Got some thoughts there. Uh, We'll do that later in the show. We're going to start by uh, talking about Gruden. This is exciting. This is very exciting that we are talking about recruiting for the first time in seemingly eight months is what it seems like. We've talked about recruiting, but a new recruit. Correct. (laughs) We're talking about a recruit. We've talked about the lack of recruiting uh, lately, but now yes. we are back. And do you know what? You, I, before we go any further, I've got a major announcement to make, if I may, unless there's more to sure. tease for this No, show. go ahead. We're, we're, we're going to talk about Michigan State's uh, latest commit um, in a little bit here, but go ahead, Matt. I have um, a new business that I'm launching, actually, and I, I'm taking applications, too, if you guys want to join my business. Um, it is a consulting firm for uh, commits and recruits just picking a time and a day to announce their commitment. Why, why are we doing this on a holiday? Okay, so this is what gets my goat here, is that full-time, I do a lot of social media work, a, a lot of impressions, engagement, you know, like those saucy numbers that we like on social media. Mm-hmm. Why Preach. does why does every other recruit seemingly uh, announce uh, like on, on a holiday when everyone's out on a lake, not not by a phone, or uh, I forgot who it was, <laughs> but like someone committed in the middle of a big MSU basketball game? Like, hold, we we have got to find target days and target times. Like, I don't know, Tuesday at seven p.m. sounds like a good idea. Like, wh- what's going on on the fourth? Why are we announcing this commitment on the fourth? So I am opening. Um, Sheehan, pick a good time to announce your commitment ventures. Uh, they are a consulting firm for high schoolers looking to get as much reach as possible on their commitments as possible. With that said, hey, new, uh, new recruit for the next class. It's very, uh, cool, I would say. And it wasn't even this recruit. He wasn't the only one. Um, Caleb Williams, who's like the number four player, the number one quarterback in the class yeah. of 2021, committed on the 4th of July. <laughs> Sure. To, to Oklahoma. And then Keon Coleman, who was uh, Michigan State, was in his final five or six uh, receiver from Louisiana, who's uh, playing basketball and football in college, committed to Kansas on July 4th as well. Um, which, like, good for you, Les Miles, because I don't know how long basketball is going to be a thing because it's Kansas basketball. And if you're playing football at Kansas, it's going to be really hard to play basketball at Kansas. So Les Miles just landed a top, like, 150 receiver. Uh, because the basketball mm-hmm. program, so yeah, correct. Yeah. But yeah, the, those two two really highly ranked recruits also uh, committed to well, schools on July fourth. 
and, and especially in the day and age too, where getting money uh, for your social media out of accounts, if, we're to, or if you are to advertise for your likeness, if you will, like we, we got to start getting our mindset yeah, in the right place here. Like Come us. on, uh, yeah, this is this is a bad start already. Announced on the fourth. Oh heavens! Yeah. All right, I really hope ra- it's not like a special day for any of these kids. Like, I hope it's not like I, th- this is the, the day my grandmother died. And I'm doing this in her honor. Like with my luck, that's probably what it was for at least two of those kids. So, I mean, all right. With that said, it's July Fourth. Celebrate, I guess. Sure. Well, yeah, fine. What a way to celebrate! Uh, <laughs> ready to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, will. So I got to be honest. Yes, please be honest. Um, I cover some recruiting stuff with Spartans Wire, and we certainly do some here. Um, I'm someone who is, you know, scanning social media, checking in things, checking in on recruiting things. Oh, there's someone's announcing this Wednesday at X p.m. I should check in and make sure the Michigan State's in the final three. Let's just, you know, I, I follow it. You're plugged in, professionally. definitely. I'm yeah. professionally plugged in. Mm-hmm. I knew Keon Coleman was committing uh, because Michigan State had been one of his finalists. They got eliminated when he did a top three, but uh, you know, might as well. He was the kid they sent that awesome Sports Illustrated graphic to, right? Yeah, um, and that was like two days after he announced his top three, and it was like, oh, okay, maybe there's still some interest there. So I was like, all right, it's like a point zero one percent chance. I'll just, I'll make sure to look. Um, Oh, when that time comes. And so he's central time. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do it at 7 o'clock. And 7 o'clock Eastern time rolls around. And the gift parade starts from Mel Tucker. And Very I was exciting. like, wait a second. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> What? Yep. And then I was like, no, this is the wrong time. It can't be. Um, and it wasn't. Because Michigan State landed kind of out of nowhere. I would classify this as out of nowhere, and we'll Wouldn't get into why. Wouldn't even say kind of out of nowhere, just straight up totally out of nowhere. out of nowhere. A player named Jake Renda. Jake is a tight end who will be playing at IMG Academy this season. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I would say so, yeah, definitely. Yes. Uh, he's an interesting case. How much do you know about Jake Renda, Matt? I know how to spell his name. I know okay. he plays tight end. Um, I know he's from New Jersey. I know he probably plays football. That's yeah. okay. Okay, hard stop. So, yeah. Uh, at first glance, you'd look at this if you like pull up Michigan State's 2021 class, right? Mm-hmm. Which is now 58th in the country. Which, ee. anyway, year zero, baby. Not here to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, if you scroll down, you've got you know they sort by ranking is is how they do it. Uh, if you, so, they got all the players, and then at the bottom is usually specialists. So Mark Vassett's there, the punter from Australia, because it's just different recruiting, and they don't get rated on all the sites, and they don't get really rated much at all. It's it's a mystery with punters and kickers sometimes. So they're mm-hmm. usually at the bottom, the specialist. Below the specialist Mark Vassett is one Jake Renda, the new yes. tight end commit. And you look and you go, wait a second. What's going on here? Yeah. Why is a literal zero star tight end committing to Michigan State? Why is he getting a Michigan State offer? Well, let's talk about it, Matt. Educate me, please. I will do some educating. Let me check the time. Thank God. We'll do a couple. We'll do a couple minutes here, and then we'll probably finish or start finish this at the start of the next segment. We'll we'll see how things go. Just take me away. Yeah. So Jake Renda is. 
going to IMG Academy to play tight end. He is six foot five. He is two hundred and thirty pounds. He is a pretty athletic person. Okay, that's all good. That's a good start. Yeah, yes. I like that a lot. He is from Trenton, New Jersey, as you alluded to, and for the first three years of his high school career, he played quarterback at his high school. Different than tight end. Yeah. Different than tight end. Mm-hmm. He recently announced that he would be transferring to IMG to play tight end. And since he did that, Matt, mm-hmm. he has gotten offers from Michigan State, Arizona, Boston College, and NC State in the Power Five. I was reading some other things. Virginia Tech's been giving him a really uh, good look to and may offer because, we, as we all know, commitments don't really mean much. Um, Central Michigan also offered him pretty recently. Uh, basically, all the Power Five offers. The first one he got was June 8th, a month ago. Okay, yeah. NC State three days later, Arizona a couple weeks after that. Michigan State offered him June 23rd, and he committed on July 4th. So, Gotcha. This is a situation where the recruiting profile doesn't mean anything right now, frankly. Uh, he's an 84 on 24-7 sports which is three stars. He's the 177th best player in New Jersey. Uh, He's the 75th best tight end. And none of that means anything right now because nobody knows anything. So they're better off just putting like question marks with all those. Like he's ranked the question mark uh, tight end in the country. He's a question mark star. Okay. All right. Which... In the composite, yeah, in the composite, he is. He's an NA in stars, NA national rank, NA tight end, NA New Jersey. There is Mm -hmm. no composite ranking because he is not ranked everywhere because he literally has not played this position. And I'm imagining, I don't think this is a wild thing. He probably wasn't a quarterback to get a D1 look. Considering that's the not context. why you go down to Florida and change positions. If, if, if change positions, excuse me. That yeah, that's probably yeah. safe to say. Yeah, maybe like a D two type thing or, or something like that. But just not even on recruiting radars too much. Transfers to IMG and just by going to IMG Academy. Yeah, this is a spicy school. And yeah. playing tight end, uh, he has gotten three stars and uh, five Power Five offers. But yeah, that probably makes sense. More times than not, that's going to check out when you go to IMG Academy. Yes, Um, and he is still for the like, like I said, ranked in like New Jersey and all that. He's that he hasn't even like been transferred over to the Florida rankings yet. Which if he was in the Florida rankings, (laughs) like nine hundredth best player. Yeah, pretty far down list. It's not even. It's not a real recruiting profile. Is the point? TBD. Just put TBD, TBD by everything there. And hopefully yep. we can determine things, and there will be a season down in Florida. We'll see. Stay tuned, folks. Um, but okay, all right. You know what? I did not know much about him. Well, as always, you you sold me on him. Sold. <laughs> sold. Well, the point. You know, let's. The point wasn't to sell him. The point was just to lay out. Here's why that ranking is that way. Oh. And here's what it means. And I I want to talk a little bit more about what it means after the break, and then we'll we'll switch to the Big Ten Network crap. Okay. Cool. Sound good? Did yes. I lose you? No. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey, hey nice. Look at us go. 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet mat. Do you know what engine control modules are yet? No, of course not. Jeez, you think I'm looking this up? No. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. They've got a great catalog. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You wouldn't do it. Foolish. Doesn't make sense. Foolish. No. Stupid. Ignorant. So don't do that. Go Instead, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on, two words, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Okay, Matt. Educate me more, Will. Well. Oh, this doesn't sound assuring already. (laughs) That was quite the well. (laughs) Oh, boy. So. I'm I, I am fine with this commitment. I trust enough that there's enough like from a workout video. This like the kid got offers from a workout video. Like, hey, he's working out at tight end and he's going to IMG. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. I feel like if you get IMG Academy's tight end, you can feel pretty solid about what you're gonna get. Yeah. I don't think they just invite kids to go play football there all willy nilly. No, that'd be something though. Yeah, doing it. What is? I don't know. What does that even mean? All willy nilly. It, it is what it just sounds like. I don't know. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah, when I hear willy nilly, I think of like the used car sales inflatable people at the at the front. That's what I think of willy nilly. <laughs> that that's pretty good. Thank you. Um, so Michigan State has, I think, a number of kids in this in the twenty twenty one class that are really nice, like developmental prospects and. Where Michigan State is as a brand, as a program, kind of, you know, a 500 team the last couple of years. Yeah. New coach, yeah. right? That, and it, it, even when they're rolling, they weren't exactly killing it in recruiting. They could have done much, much better. Yep. With a little bit more of an aggressive approach. Yep. But it, it's a team that kind of recruits underneath Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, and Penn State in the Midwest. Um, so that's kind of where they sit. And when you're that kind of program, just trying to get things going, trying to jumpstart a new regime, you're going to need developmental kids. You're going to need lower-ranked players that have like, oh, this is a skinny defensive end, but look how long and athletic he is. If we can put some 40 pounds of muscle on him, he can be really good, right? He's a, he's a mm-hmm. mid-three-star, but we think he can be a really good player. And that's what Michigan State did under D'Antonio to really build the program, is taking guys with traits that they liked that were going to be really good uh, teammates, coachable, et cetera, et cetera, our kind of guys to steal from the basketball program. Sure. And they built around them, and they developed them into really good players. Yeah. And that's just the nature of the game when you're doing this uh, at this level, right? This isn't Ohio State where you can go offer anybody and get them. It's not Michigan even where you can offer pretty much anybody and get them. You got to build to that level. And I, so I'm good with a player like Jake Renda, who we don't know much about. And you're like, okay, let's sort of see what's going on here. I'm, I'm good with that. Hamp Faye, right? We've talked about him plenty. Oh, love it. Yeah. Played three games, but 
look at the tape, dear God, like he's going to blow up. Um, Cameron Allen, six foot five tight end, who when he puts on twenty pounds is going to be an absolute monster in college. Same with someone like uh, Ethan Boyd, who just needs to get a little bit bigger and is like a big giant athlete. Like I'm good mm-hmm. with that. You need those players to to build a program. Yeah. At some point, though, you're gonna have to land Jamari Button. I know. You're gonna have to land a top two fifty prospect, and that I, I still am am holding out hope. I still think they'll get a couple four star guys in this class. You know, maybe the New Jersey thing is a real connection. They've got three four star players in New Jersey that all have MSU in their top five or six. Maybe that they, they can get something there. They've got a couple Jersey kids. Now with Wigginton and Jake Renda, who's originally from Jersey, you know maybe that's an avenue. Maybe one of the Michigan guys, the state of Michigan guys, ends up going to Michigan State. You know, Andrell Anthony isn't a isn't a four star, but is a you know top player in the state. Right, best receiver, yeah, best receiver in the state. But it, you know, is a solid, good, high three star type player, top five hundred prospect. But man, you got to get some guys in that top three hundred map. Uh, it's uh, uh, I, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but yeah, my, my confidence in the recruiting class uh, wanes with every day. Um, Jake Renda, Stokes, that's awesome. Uh, you laid out a great case as to why they offered, and mm-hmm. sure, that checks out completely. Definitely could, you, and you, it you, definitely you could work those out. high ceiling guys, hundred percent. And even with, with the guy like Cameron Allen, who we've talked before, like that's probably a guy you're going to have to recruit throughout until the ink dries on his uh, letter of intent for sure. Um, they got Mitchell Evans, that's another tight end that just put MSU in his top. I don't know, five or ten, top something, ten. whatever top happened, top ten, whatever over the weekend, yeah, so, oh, yeah, but you, you, you hear about Button, he's getting crystal ball to Penn State right now, um, I'm not feeling too hopeful about, of course, because I'm an idiot and I'm blanking on his name right now, the running back out of West Bloomfield, why can't I think of his Donovan name Donovan right Edwards. Now? Thank you so much, thank yep. you. Um, yeah, just, yeah. it's disappointing, and we've talked about it. And I, I don't want to talk too long about this because we've talked about it a thousand times. But yeah, like what a what an uphill battle to, to go against in, in year well year zero, yeah. as we've talked about. So it, it just mm-hmm. sucks. I don't know. I, I don't mean to be Mister Womp Womp Debbie Donner, but boy, <laughs> I, this yo basketball recruiting is fun to follow. That's what I'm going to just keep telling myself. Yeah. Basketball recruiting <laughs> has been fun. That's going to be the motto of the rest of 2020 when it comes to MSU hunting high school kids. Just focus on basketball, baby. Focus That's, on basketball. Say no more. Yeah. I'll say no more. We're uh, we're still very much going with year zero here. Like, I, 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 I'm gonna go year negative one. I, I got my tr- I, I got my finger on that trigger right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just a tough break with you know. There's two top thirty ish prospects in the state this year, mm-hmm. and you can make a run at them however you like. But you're climbing uphill. Like, Damon Payne's going to end up at Alabama. Donovan Edwards is probably going to go to Michigan, it looks like. I don't know. And then you have Garrett Dillinger, who's number 79. Rocco Spindler, who's number 80. Like, there are, what, let's see, five top well, 100. Dillinger, I think, just went to LSU, right? I think he just picked LSU. Dillinger, yeah, Dillinger yeah. is going to LSU. Like, there's five top 100 prospects in the state this year, which doesn't happen often. Mm-mm. And No. You know, one of them was already committed by the time Mel Tucker got hired. The other one, Michigan State, never had a chance, or a couple other Michigan State never really had a chance. Like, 
maybe you thought you had a chance with Edwards for a minute, but you kind of learn like, eh, he's probably going to go to Michigan or some other bigger name. Like he's got offers from literally every school, and you're just like, yep. They're going to swing and miss on a bunch of these people. Maybe we can get Jamari Button, who's also a four-star, but is you know the 300th player in the class instead of the, the 50th. And then Still they, very solid, him. Yeah, and then they you see, like, oh, Penn State's going to take him. And Penn State's going to take Jalen Reed, who's also a four-star. And the King brothers, who are high three-star, four-star yeah. types. And you're like, well, crap. It just sucks. Like, it, it yeah. just sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I've been trying really hard to stay confident about this whole thing. Even when they were rolling in that one month, I, I forgot what month it was, of course, where they April. got, like, ten commits. I, it could, yeah, it was probably April, but it, it, it seems like January for all I care. That I have no concept of time in, in 2020. But anyway, like, at the end of that, I was like, hey, okay, maybe something good can happen. And then, uh-oh, what, where did May go? Uh-oh, June, June seemed pretty empty. And it's like, ugh. Okay, well, this yeah. is the the sad, harsh reality of what's actually going on, and yeah, it, it sucks. I, I'm not I'm not blaming Tucker. Um, I, there's nothing to blame. It's a, and it's weird because like I'm not gonna blame Tucker. It's a lot of things outside of what he can control. But at the same time, like I don't want to be making excuses here. But hey, I, I guess I'm just gonna err on the side of being the excuse maker this time around. If I don't like go, it, but I got to do it. If they go through the entire class and it looks ends up looking like. You know they're forty fifth in the country and or fiftieth in the country, and there's just a bunch of three stars, and it looks like a worse version of the class they signed last year in mm-hmm. terms of ratings and all that. Then I think you can be like, all right, that was truly disappointing, and I have feel an like, honest dialogue. Yeah, I feel like they should have done better given what we were expecting and what we've heard and the pay and all the recruiters they brought in. I get it. Yeah, COVID can't like it's it's a mess, but like. Should have done better. That means you got to come said, out really swinging for next year. Like, next year's yeah. got to be a top 30 class. Right yeah. now, really quick, right now, would you take 38 nationally ranked class? Like, right now, s- sign the paper. Yeah, like, would you take it right now? Mm, like, I'd, I'd have the, to think about it. it. It is the morning national signing day. If you gave me 33rd, I'd be probably cool with that. I, I, I couldn't sign fast enough for 33rd. I feel like 38's like a good cutoff of, like, okay... I st- would you stay see, or would you go, you know? I'm still I'm still on board and 100% saying, like, fall and winter is going to be chaos. Oh, it will. It will, I, for I sure. Still I, think, I just hope that it falls. I, 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 yeah. I just hope that it I, falls in MSU's favor. Yeah. I, I still think even kids who are committed to other places within the state, like kids going to Michigan, kids going to Penn State, whatever, mm-hmm. and out-of-state kids as well, they're going to – get as many once they can i think they're going to get kids on campus and they're going to be able to sway some people they're oh mel's going to be chartering flights for, yeah. for all these kids the, the millisecond that this is lifted but here's the yeah. thing when is that when is yeah that that's the other thing like does it if it never gets lifted well then i'll take 38 right now but if it does get lifted and say they can start bringing kids onto campus in september to recruit and do like it's all open season again I, I still feel like there's plenty of ground that can be made up, uh, especially with, there's a lot of kids still out there, and I think a lot of kids have committed and are probably going to start visiting other schools because they didn't really get a chance to. Right. And that might change some things for sure. them. You never know. And there's a lot of flips in all sorts of things in a regular year. And this year at April or May, it was like, I don't even remember the stats, but like twice as many kids had committed prior to the year uh, than compared to the year before. So, yeah, 
it's weird, and I think it. I think I'm still on record as saying it's going to continue to get weird, and it's going to be a strange fall in recruiting, and there's going to be a lot of decommits and flips and different things along those lines. And I think Mel Tucker will be able to do a good job once he's able to get people on campus. I subscribe to that too. Yeah, I, I think it's so. going to be the, like the OK Corral out there. <laughs> it's going to be. I, I just, I just hope it just goes in MSU's favor. I, I don't want Hamp Faye to get in like a lawn whore offer all of a sudden. I'm being like, oh, hey, deuces! I'm going to Austin, baby. Which but is that's for a different time. Yeah, I mean that stuff is, is possible too. Nothing I know it's <laughs> final until signing day, and they are signed, and even then, it is not final. No, so. of course, no, it's not final until they play like two full seasons at their school, <laughs> and even then, it's not final until they are declaring d- for d- the NFL draft. Yeah, d- diploma in hand, right? <laughs> All right, let's pause for a sec. We'll come back and uh, talk about the Big Ten uh, All-Decade Football. Let's shout some more. Let's just get angry. Yeah, and, let's yeah. just yeah, right. let's just get angry, and, and we'll do that here in just a minute. Okay, so first off. You and I were kind of ranting and raving last week about how do they not have a second team? Like, what is going on? Yeah, whoops. Sorry about that. So, well, no, hold on. I, it's justified, but um, yeah. Sorry for not realizing it, but it's your fault. Big Ten Network. <laughs> because what they would do is, like, so it was running backs and linebackers the first day. And the second team running back and linebackers would also get announced at that same time, right? Mm-hmm. and Michigan State didn't have any second-team running backs or linebackers, which you're like, okay, that uh, in retrospect, that makes a little sense. Maybe Max Bullock should have been in there. He definitely had a good case, but okay. I'm not crazy about it. Slight snub there with Bulla. Sure. You know, there's too many good running good backs. Right. Yeah, and too many good running backs too. to get mad about Langford or Bell. Like, oh, they all yeah, had cases, but the second-team running backs are Zeke Elliott and Melvin Gordon. Okay? We're moving uh, on. Yeah, <laughs> right. Then the next day was the lineman map, mm-hmm. and, I, and no Michigan State on the first team, no Michigan State on the second team. And this is why I didn't think there was a second team, because there is no way in the world that someone like Jack Conklin or two-time All-American Jack Allen <laughs> would yes. be on, right. at the very least, the second team on the offensive line. So that is why we were like, okay, there's no second team, because if there's a second team, we'd already know about it, because... We went through the offensive line, and clearly Michigan State has some second-team guys at the very worst. But they didn't, Matt. No. No. God, they no. Didn't. No, no. Okay, but also here's the tough thing, too. It's Okay, so they have uh, Gabe Karimi, Taylor Decker, uh, Stephen Wisniewski, Kevin Zietler, and Pat Elfline as their yes. second-team linemen. Yeah, all those guys, All-Americans. A good amount of them, linemen of the year. Like it, it, Yeah, that was a tough tough group to crack into but yeah, just like you're saying two-time all-american mm-hmm. come on <laughs> like that seems easy that seems simple to just plop just plop right in there plop them right in there but no 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 yeah so that that's tough that the jack allen and jack conklin getting left off is tough that and i do have a problem with like so they clearly were discerning in some ways because Jared Aberderis is, okay. second, is in the second-team receiver, mm-hmm. and Jared Aberderis never won Big Ten Receiver of the Year. No, of course not. <laughs> um, and he's on there because he was productive for three seasons and ended up with like 3,000 yards. So nice career, certainly. 
Um, so if we're doing that, if we're going to put a guy on the second yeah. team all off, or yeah, second team offense for like the body of his career, why do we have Rondell Moore on there who's played in four games seemingly his entire career? And if you are going to do that, where's where's BJ Cunningham? He's seventh all time in receptions. He's eleventh all time in yards in, in the Big Ten. That kind of has both going on there. He had an incredible 2010-2011 season. Or whole body of work, he's one of the best all-time in the Big Ten. We just saw them do it with Evan Turner, who played for 16 seconds in this decade. Like, <laughs> Cunningham had two seasons in this decade, and nowhere to be seen. That's low-key. I'm kind of more upset about that than I am uh, Jack Allen and Jack Conklin getting snubbed from the offensive line. That's second place in my anger chart right now. Yeah. Do you want to get the Jer- first place right now, or do, or do you want to riff on this a little longer? Jared Aberderis is tough. Um well, he also botched his job at the Rocket play. So, what you, first of all, thank you for your service <laughs> and not batting the ball down uh, correctly. Second, well, that, that should have disqualified you. You were you, the, Wisconsin took a timeout specifically to put him into the game. He had one job, screwed it up, and now, well, it was one of the most historic and finishes in college football. So that should get you botched from the list. I'd be a horrible judge. I really yeah. would in this room. But with that said, I. I don't get it. Either Rondell Moore stays for his incredible season that he had, or Jared Aberdera stays for the body of work, and that's what you go off. If you either go for body of work or sensational season, because there's some guys that have who been left off there. Monty Ball, most rushing touchdowns of all time in the Big Ten, with 77 <laughs> in one season. N- not anywhere remotely close to this. Like, okay, if we're gonna reward single seasons, you, you got to have Ball on here, man. And I mean, there's at least a dozen more players that I can name, but Ball's the all-time leader in touchdowns in the Big Ten. That that, that sounds important to me. I digress. I'll save my anger for this next one. Yeah, so this kind of falls in line with what you were saying. Um, it is beyond criminal. moronic. Criminal. criminal. Outrageous. Criminal. It bordering on criminal. Criminal. No, not even bordering. Right on the line. Just right there. Stepping over the line. It is absolutely insane to have Dwayne Haskins as the second team quarterback. He's a fine player. He's a fine player. Don't get me wrong. Fine player. He was a great player. He was a, 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 an elite player. A record-setting player. Hold on. Dwayne Haskins started 14 games in his Big Ten career. 14 games. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he threw like... A, a billion touchdowns and for a billion yards in the one season that he oh, started. Oh, incredible for those 14 games. Wonderful season. Sure. Great postseason, yeah. Yeah. He played 14 freaking games, Matt. 14. That's that's one followed with a four, yeah. It's one <laughs> followed with a four. Connor Cook started three seasons. Connor Cook like won more than fourteen big games in, in yeah. his career. Won Rose Bowl MVP, Cotton Bowl MVP, Johnny or some like did he win? I think he won Johnny Unitas Award. Yeah, I'm almost positive he did. Yeah. Um, first team All Big Ten. He's the only two-time Big Ten Championship Game MVP. <laughs> two-time Big Ten Championship Game MVP. Two-time Second Team All Big Ten. Um, what was his Rose Bowl 35? MVP? Oh, yeah. but the, oh no, there's a lot of Big Ten players with Rose Bowl's MVP from the last decade. Oh yeah, you know the Big Ten just raking in those awards. God. Uh, oh. Yeah, thirty-five and five, whatever as a starter. Which I, you know, we don't put a ton of stock into that, but like. No, I do actually. I, I do. I'm, I'm one of those dumb fans that do. Sign me right up for that stat, baby. I love that stat. That just, ooh, that's, that just hits nice. 
It is absolutely stupid and dumb. Anyone who voted Dwayne Haskins as second-team quarterback over Kirk Cousins should be slapped in the face. And again, um, yeah. none of this matters. And like, no. And I said I wouldn't get upset at this because there's just not some actually name, upset like, over COVID it. content sort of thing going on. Yeah. But like, here I am. No, thank you for I'm the content. Now. But yeah, really, dude. Got, yeah, like, you guys did an okay job. We were talking like, all right, JT Barrett's probably going to win quarterback of the player of the decade quarterback, and they didn't even do that. They just did uh, first team quarterback, mm-hmm. and like, all right, that's probably JT Barrett because his stats are. Just too hard to ignore. Yes, he was on Ohio State and got to hand off to Ezekiel Elliott and throw it to Michael Thomas and just uh, Paris Campbell and like yeah, all the and had Urban Meyer calling plays like all the context in the world. Yep, it's just too hard to ignore those numbers. And then you look at Cook, you're like, yes, he did a lot with less. He took Michigan State to heights they have never been to before since the '60s. Could for three years, three straight top six or top five finishes, mm-hmm. and just like so far overachieved and turned that program into something they've never been. I get it though. Like it's got to be Barrett. The numbers are too hard to ignore. Sure. But at worst, Connor Cook is the second quarterback of the decade in in the Big Ten. At worst. Yeah, I, that that three year stretch is amongst the best, well, in the country, especially in the Big Ten. And you're missing the guy that was quite literally quarterbacking that run. That's in, absolutely insane to me. Yeah, insane it, to maybe, everyone. Maybe they're just mad at how he grabbed the trophy. See, that only gets him more points for me. Like I would have put him first team just for that alone. That that was <laughs> boss status. You get to do that when you're collecting your second Big Ten championship game MVP. You've earned the right to do that. (laughs) Here's the last thing that I want to close with. I tweeted this out. One more thing. So, uh, in the decade, Ohio State won four Big Tens. Okay. Michigan State won three Big Tens. So, Wisconsin won three Big Tens as well. Mm -hmm. Ohio State, of course, won the national championship. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State. Actually, here, let's do it this way. Michigan State had four people on the all-decade teams, the two teams, one was a punter, yep. which, hell yeah, good choice. Of course. Uh, the other was a coach. D'Antonio got second team coaches, which is where they got the coaches right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got the coaches right. So you had two actual position players from Michigan State make the first team or second team all decade. Yeah. Ohio State with their, you know, one more Big Ten title, one extra playoff appearance, or no, two extra playoff appearances, but they lost both times. And the national title run, of course. You know, they definitely have been the class of the decade and should have the most players on there as well. So Michigan State gets two position players. Ohio State gets 17 people. Is it one really is 17? A, oh, my God. It's 17. One is a punter. One is Urban Meyer. They have wow. 15 position players I knew it was a to lot. Michigan State's two. Oof. Oof. That is... <laughs> And Wisconsin has five on the second team, and I don't know how many. Here, I'll pull it they up. They could have had five running backs on these teams, though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio State, Ohio, or Wisconsin's just like, give us all the running backs. But, yeah, 17 for Ohio State, four for Michigan State. Yeah. That's no, tough. No, I don't like how this looks. No, no. That's – No. I, I get like it. They should day. have more. They should have, like, 17 or 15 or whatever. But how does Michigan get six? 
Something about Iowa having eight people doesn't sit right with me right now. Right? After reading off those numbers, eight people for I. What has Iowa done? Oh my goodness gracious! Other than getting boat racing the Rose Bowl that one year after losing to LJ Scott, wow, eight for for the Hawkeyes. That I'm, I'm calling yeah. the cops right now. I'm getting the cops yeah. on the horn. Wisconsin got ten. Iowa got eight. Michigan got six. Ohio State led the way. Michigan State gets four. Four. It feels kind of nice to be upset about something just in name with sports, you know. It, it, it's it's kind of good to be back. Of course, it's at MSU's expense, um, but wow. I'm actually upset right now, Will. I am. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll, I'll be mad enough and say it. This is very upsetting. I'm, I'm disturbed. It is disturbing. Penn State got four as well, which is wild. <laughs> Penn State has won a Big Ten in the decade. Michigan Hackenberg wasn't even one of them. That's crazy. (laughs) Michigan State won three Big Ten titles. They each get four. And Michigan doesn't win anything, gets six. Iowa doesn't win anything, gets eight. Eight for Iowa's the biggest crime here. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, it's tough, man. That's that. That's the craziest. I, I, I don't Ohio know what's State more insane. Iowa with eight or MSU with four. That, that's a tough battle, man. Iowa got four on the first team. Yeah, no, that's absolutely sickening. Absolutely, yeah. completely sickening. Like, I get it. No, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're fine players, whatever. We can do the whole yeah. song and dance, yep. everything. Yep, but yep. But you should look at that bad. and be like, all right, the second best team of the decade, the second best program of the decade. Guys, we got to figure out a way to get a few more people on here. And if that's not the case, mm-hmm. here's my final argument. Okay, in closing. If that's not the case, you look at it and you go, holy shit, there's only, there's only two positional players on Michigan State here and a specialist. Holy shit. Yeah. Make make Mark D'Antonio first team coach. Uh, make him first team coach. Yeah. Urban Meyer had sixteen all decade players. Mark D'Antonio had three. They were right there with each other, neck and neck. Ohio State, a good uh, you know, a solid notch up, but it was Ohio State, it was Michigan State. One had seventeen, one had four. Did a lot with a lot. Are we less. canceling Big Ten Network right now? Hold on, I just want to make sure that we're on the right page here. Are we are, are they? Yeah, you, you know are what? canceled Big they're, Ten they're, Network. They're, they're on the list. I, I I used to love Big Ten Network, but oh, buddy, you've rubbed me the wrong way on this fine Sunday evening. Uh, yeah, it's just you know Big Ten canceled. Okay, put that in my notepad. All right, yep, canceled. No, I'll, okay. I'll be calling back to them tomorrow. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I love the Big Ten Network. It's, uh, it's just a tough look for our guys. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Tough look. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, no, so don't, don't ask me what we're talking about. We're not going to talk about... Oh, man. Here, let's, let's talk this out. We can either do a show tomorrow. Okay. And figure it out. You know, we've still got overrated, underrated, properly rated. We've got some listener questions. We you, we can actually solicit more listener questions, which we should do. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. Okay. Or we can hold off one more day and talk about a massive recruiting win for Michigan State basketball on Wednesday, or just like save that to Thursday. So we'll talk. We're talking about that on Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not gonna win. I'm sorry. Because yeah, what? 
I'm not gonna avoid about the the, the oh. news. I'm, oh, it's oh, it's already stable. done. You know, it's already done. I yeah. I, I, I well yeah, sure it is. But I'm still very nervous. <laughs> it's done. Uh, it's done. Okay. It's done. There's nothing to be nervous about. Okay. I told you it was happening a month ago, and it's happening. Okay. All right. So we can either do that Wednesday and do a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, yes. or we could do Monday, a bunch of listener questions Tuesday, talk about recruiting thing on Thursday. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. I, you want to do Monday, Wednesday, get, Thursday? Yeah, get, get that new as well. It's hot. Let's not okay. sit on that for a day. Yeah. Sure. I'm with yep. you. All right. Yep. We'll be back Wednesday to talk about a very fun and exciting Michigan State basketball recruiting development. Oh, I want to spoil it, but I'm not going to do it. It's uh, Jace Howard transferring to Michigan State University. It's, we've, we've done it, baby. <laughs> Boy, when you look at Michigan's recruiting class, one of these things is not like the others. Uh, that can't be right, because I was told yeah. that uh, recruiting was over for Tom Izzo and the Spartans. Hmm. Five stars only, baby. That's All right, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. We'll be back on Wednesday to talk about what happens on Tuesday, which uh, should be, be a fun time on the old uh, MSU Twitter timeline. So that's what we're doing. Thanks so much for listening. Matt, take us home. Keep wearing a mask, folks. All right, love you all. Do you say Max? <laughs>